On this episode, we continue trying new-to-us restaurants, and this time we dine at Le Cellier Steakhouse in Epcot. Today is May 16th, 2023, and this is episode 565 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you hit that subscribe button, you're going to get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. We know that planning a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World can be overwhelming Often downright frustrating, especially when you're trying to get something like Le Cellier, which Mm -hmm. can book up very quickly because it is very, very popular. But don't worry, because Mouse Dining removes the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. So on today's episode, we are talking all about Le Cellier Steakhouse at Epcot. And I think um, some people are excited for this review. Yeah. Um, and it's, I feel like it comes as a late time, but we just hardly ever sit down, especially with all the um, festivals and trying the things. And we finally have just, it, it, you know, it's easier now that it's just Jeremy and I. Yeah. And we don't have two children or paying to paying for two other people. So- we are able to do more things, which is super nice. Um, so yeah, we've been trying to do f- a few we, things. That yeah, we we've done. been dining like crazy lately and knocking a lot of things off our list that we hadn't done before. We're actually we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a little separation between uh, this dining review and another dining review that we did this same trip. We should sure uh, kind of last minute, um, just so that it's not like dining review after dining review. But yeah, you know, we're we're finding an opportunity to be able to do a lot more as far as dining comes, because as Rhonda said, you know, with the girls not coming with us, um, it's just much more affordable, you know. And so we are still going, though. We're still trying as much as we can. So uh, look for lots of dining reviews coming up in the future. We're really enjoying it. Uh, The scale is not as much. Because, as I mentioned before, I'm still trying to work off those back-to-back weekends Mm -hmm. where I literally gained nine pounds, which was insane. Um, So still working on all that and and eating right at home and all. But Le Cellier is one of those restaurants that has escaped us for years. Yeah. We have looked at it. I think we've booked reservations before. We ended up canceling them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, you know, we often do the festivals. But with Flower and Garden now running for, I think, seven consecutive years straight, it feels like, you know, we've done so much there. We're like, all right, now's the time to sit down, knock something off our list. I'm going to go ahead and say that Le Cellier for me has been one of those that I think I've almost held off on a little bit more because everybody talks about it Mm, and uh, and kind of back going back to like Cali Grill, you know, the first time we ever dined there years ago, you're like, all right. Everybody talks about this place. Is it going to be uh, worth the hype? Is it going to live up? And I feel like Le Cellier also is a place that has very 50-50 
reviews. Really? Okay. Um, you know, where I feel like a Cali grill is pretty much, you know, hundred percent. This place is great. La Cellier. I see a lot of people going, this is the best steak I've ever had. And other people that seem a little bit disappointed. So you're going to get to hear all about our experience yes. during this episode. Yes. But first Rhonda, why don't you go ahead and uh, give our listeners some of our standard dining bullet points as far as La Cellier goes. Yes. So Obviously, it is located in Epcot in the Showcase World Showcase, and that is in Canada. Um, it is, though, American Steakhouse. It is fine and signature dining. Uh, you do get 10% for your annual pass or your Disa, Disney visa. And then times, lunch starts at 12 p.m. and it runs to 3.55 p.m. And dinner runs from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. So with that five minute over, there's no change of the menu. Yeah. Which but, is kind of nice because of lunch. We yeah. could have it. Yeah. And, and, and we were having a lunch. We went at, uh, we had a reservation at 12.05. Yep. Um, I, I really love the mobile check-in yes. feature. You know, not only is this super easy to go ahead and just check in, you can make requests if you need to, you can say if you have allergies, if you're celebrating, you know, all this stuff right through the My Disney experience. Uh, once you're ready, it's going to go ahead and, and ding you and let you know via text or push notification that your table is in fact ready. Yep. And it's just nice, you know, because even with that, like, I think it was, you know, maybe about uh, 15 of or quarter of our, our um, reservation time, it'll actually send you a push notification, say, hey. Are you ready to check in? That's awesome. And I just, I think it's a good feature, you know, so we went ahead and checked in. Uh, we were sitting over there near the Kidcot area when we did just we to get out of the, the heat. Yep, we were in the shade and it is so beautiful over there, period. But boy, when flower and garden is going mm -hmm. on, it is just stunning. If you are going to Epcot and you're not going to eat, just walk over there. Yeah. If we would have had time slash we were checking in and... Then I wanted to sit in the shade, but I like the waterfall over there yeah. too. And I just like walking back in that area. Yeah. Canada is really a beautiful, underrated pavilion, to mm -hmm. be honest. And, you know, there's always the debate of you're going to World Showcase, where are you starting? Mexico or Canada? And we don't even technically start in Canada because we bypass it to go straight to the UK and Rose and Crown. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we're heading. Right. When we're going around World Showcase. But Canada is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And again, it's one of those, like, I think of like Morocco, you know, where you, you walk back into it to really see how yeah. amazing it is. Like you said, the waterfalls, there's that certain just smell of the water. Um, the the show is is fine. I still <laughs> think they way underutilized, you know, uh, Catherine O'Hara and uh, Eugene Levy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just wish that they would have maybe embraced their roles a little bit more the way that Martin Short used to with the right. Canadian show. But, right. you know, it is an awesome area to walk through. You can yeah. catch Winnie the Pooh uh, sometimes out there running around in the, the gardens trying to catch butterflies, Aww. which is super cool. Uh, the shop is wonderful. It is really it, it's underrated. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we give it enough respect. But we might now because I always have, I feel like. Do you? You think so? Yeah, I just love it back there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just been a long time since we've walked back because of the kids caught. And, yeah. you know, when we walk the kids and, you know, there's unfortunately not a reason to walk back there unless you're looking for one of the festivals. Yep. Um, Remy or Figment or Beat Spike, you know, I feel like one of those or Olaf. Um 
So, but anytime I do, I just, I always take it in. I, I just, I, <laughs> sounds funny, but I would love like something like that in my backyard. It's just, just oh, it so is. peaceful and it beautiful. Really and it's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. So take nice. your time to walk through there. Even and, if you're not doing one of the scavenger hunts or you're not going to La Cellier, you're not doing yeah. Kids Cot, you're not seeing the show. Walk back through there. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. And every once in a while, you'll see a little Disney bunny rabbit. Yes. A real live one. Yes, we have caught them. <laughs> so yeah, out in the garden. Thumper, thumper yeah. running around, right? Like not like a real Disney yeah. bunny, not right. I like know. the cartoon. I know. But So this was our this was our first time ever stepping foot in it sure was. Lacellier. It sure was. What um what did you think of the atmosphere of the theming? How did this how So did it was really neat. Um I don't know what La Cellier Steakhouse means in Canada, but it's a it looks like a cellar. I'm like, guessing that's what it means. It, yeah. I mean it it almost looks like La Cellar. Um and when you first walk in is literally like a room and it looked kind of dungeonous. It kind of looked cool. And like, I think there was some wine and stuff back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big, big wine fridge. That was really cool. Um, Everything it's is dark. Stone. It's yep. stone. It is, it's, it it's, um, it, it's inviting though, as weird as that yeah. sounds. What did you compare it to? One oh, uh, Gusto. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then um, we were called within minutes from mm -hmm. sitting down and they took us around the corner into the dining room. And wow, that dining room is, in my opinion, tiny. Yeah. Where we sat, we sat perfectly because I could literally do an entire 360 and see the entire dining room yeah i was surprised at how small it was in I was there. Too. And, and what they're doing though is that um throughout the entire wrapping the entire restaurant indoors though is is uh, mirrors yeah above the tables and all yep. and these big stone arches and mm -hmm. so it looks like it's much bigger like it was one point where i'm looking i'm like this place is huge and then i'm like wait yeah. The head on that side and the face <laughs> looks exactly like one I'm seeing on this side of a yeah. cast member. Those are mirrors. Yeah. And and it gives this very big, open, inviting mm -hmm. space, even though it is super duper tiny. Yeah. Um, and just so cool. Like the the um chandeliers, chandeliers that are hanging from hanging, the top. And then like and, there was a fireplace that uh -huh. I could see behind you. Um, I don't know if that ever works. It um is gorgeous and if it was cold and that'd be amazing. Um, or I feel like it should just be LED or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just it was just really nice and comfortable. Um, I will say, this is again the first time we've ever eaten there. Now I'm sad that we didn't eat during COVID times because the table so Jeremy and I were at a two person table. The table next to us was six inches away. A comb. I'd give it a little bit more, maybe eighteen inches. It is. It's they're on okay. top of each other. They're very, very close. It is. <laughs> it is room enough for somebody to stand to pass there. Through. Yeah. But when he was like, I mean, the the waiter was at one point for a little bit, and I felt like, oh. Hello, butt. <laughs> because I'm sitting down and he's right there, yeah. but he's turned facing them. So I'm like, oh, 
Okay. You didn't so say it out loud. Luckily. I did not. Hello, but it's but. <laughs> it's just it's just close. Yeah. Which is kind of neat for us because if it's just us two, we're like, ooh, what did they get? Ooh, what did they get? <laughs> so it's neat to see other things. Um and there was a mom and her two uh, older daughters uh-huh. next to us yeah. sitting. Yeah. Um, so Cause they yeah. all got some wine Yep. and they had to, which is so funny. I, I felt like this whole weekend I saw like every time, like when we went in Rose and Crown, let me see your ID. Let me see your ID. But they did not ask us. And I'm no. like, Oh man. A lot of it for me depends if I am clean shaven and wearing a hat. Mm. If I'm clean shaven and I'm wearing a hat, Still haven't I will asked. sometimes get ID'd. Mm. If I'm not clean shaven, no hat on, and they can see all the gray hairs that are coming in, they're like, oh, yeah, this dude's totally, he's totally able to to purchase alcoholic beverages. Um, <laughs> so it's cool. So so even though this is a very small area, uh, each of the sections of this giant dining room represent the different provinces. Yeah, that was so cool. So we sat in Manitoba. Uh, capital is Winnipeg. And that is, I did not know that that is where the name Winnie the Pooh came from, was yeah. Winnipeg. If I had known that, I think I would have been like, is there a Toronto? Because well, that's a city, not a province. Well, whatever. Would that have been good? You've because been to I've Toronto. been there. I know you have. <laughs> you have a baseball from a Toronto Blue Jays game. You're so you're so happy about your travels, <laughs> your North American travels. I think uh, it's so cool. Yeah. I wish I had been more places. I've, I've not been many places. But you know where I have been now? Canada. <laughs> Eating in a steakhouse. So Le Cellier actually translate in French to uh, a room or cupboard where food is stored in a house. Well, that kind to of makes of sense. And it totally yeah. does. And wow. Wow. Reading that, that just actually gave me chills. That was amazing then and completely translate to On that. point. Yep. 100%. Good job, Dizzy. So, yeah. So, Shane, our waiter, our cast member, was outstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the one who told us about the rooms in the different provinces and where we were and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he also let us know we did not end up ordering this because we have had it at the festivals, but their cheddar beer soup is the exact same recipe from when they opened this restaurant in 1982. Isn't that so it cool, has not y'all? changed. That's incredible. So cool. We are talking 41 years old recipe that is still good is still to amazing this day. and we did not order it for the fact that we have had the exact same thing right. out at the festival many many times and we wanted to try some other stuff so first they are going to bring i feel like this is this is going away i feel like in a lot of um uh places but i'm glad that it disney's shouldn't. still keeping it alive you go back yeah. to narcoosies and our bread service yep. and they have one here is your starter bread basket and what is included in that. So there's three little pieces of bread. Um, one is a multigrain. One is a pretzel, like um, rod little Yeah, it's your pretzel, it's bun, your pretzel bread that almost, you get yeah. with the beer cheese soup yes. if you uh, order it out at the festival. your sourdough and then a little cute um, square, not Mickey, but still pad of butter with salted on it. Yeah. Salted butter. Been, you know what this should be? Not a Mickey head shape, but a maple leaf. Oh, yeah. 100%. Would have been super cool if this 100%. was shaped like a maple leaf. They should Lacellier, do that. take notes, Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be super simple because it was just a small yeah. square. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so moving on, I actually, the multigrain looked funny to me because basically it looked like it was a sourdough bread dipped in sunflower seeds. They yeah. were all over it. This thing was 
fantastic. I've never had something like this. A lot of times, multigrain, I like it, but it's like, mm, it's too much or it's too, it's just too grainy or it's too this. This was outstanding. I loved this one the most. Oh, um, out of all three, really? I did. You had me try the pretzel. I wasn't going to because, first of all, this is our first. And I'm like, I want to save room. And what <laughs> we were talking about ordering, I was like, I'm already going to get enough, like, carbs. So I'm like, I don't really want to. But I did. I tried the sourdough and I took one bite of the pretzel and the sourdough. But I took a couple of bites of the multigrain and that yeah. was just fantastic. Yeah, they were they were all delicious. What I am a like? huge Obviously, I am a huge soft pretzel, pretzel bread pretzel. guy. And this was outstanding. So delicious. Uh sourdough was, was great, multigrain. I've been was good great. with some cheese soup. Yes. Oh my lie. gosh, yeah. That's where you dip it in the cheese yep. soup, the beer cheese soup if you get it. Um yeah, everything was so good, and, and it's neat to get a um, variety of breads that yeah. come out as opposed to maybe just a big loaf of sour bro, uh, sourdough, even though that sourdough at Narcusi's was unbelievable. Okay. Um, and I was okay with just sourdough there, but it's nice to still see a bread service coming out. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like smaller, and I totally get it because I'm sure that smaller mom-and-pop you know, restaurants are, are still struggling a lot. You know, for them to give out a included free, mm-hmm. you know, bread basket or something like that or service is, is probably getting a little more difficult. But I'm glad that we're still seeing it a lot oh, yeah. across property. Um, it is a filler, but I'm OK with that because it's delicious and yes. I will fill up a little bit. But yes. yeah, we saved some of the the breads because of what we were going to end up ordering. But let's start with drinks. What did you end up getting to drink? Just a dirty martini. Dirty martini. Yeah, of course. Normal. You know, we went to Rose and Crown, and I think I had a lemon. Yeah, I had a lemon drop martini from Holly. So good seeing her. And then I was like, you know what? With with steak and with this, I'm, I think I'm gonna go ahead and totally get a nice, just dirty martini. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Good. Good. Yeah, I, I went with on their cocktail menu. They have a um, Windsor Old Fashioned. This is Canadian whiskey with muddled fruit, chocolate and orange bitters, and a splash of soda. Uh, classic with a Canadian twist. Very, very good. They have a cucumber cooler. Ottawa Apple sounds delicious. That is Crown yeah. Royal Maple Whiskey, Apple Infusion, and Cranberry Juice. Um, Victorian so Raspberry little... actually sounded good, but that... yeah. I just didn't want sweet. And this yeah. is actually a small batch of vodka with spre- fresh squeezed lime juice and raspberry puree. And it does, it sounds great, but I just, I, I just, I don't know. I wanted that salty stuff. Yeah. No, that sounds good. It's a good way to start. But um, moving on to appetizers, they do have a wonderful collection of appetizers. And this is one of those where I look at and I'm like, shoot. I would order any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wanted the mushroom bisque um, yeah. soup. Which it, I bet would have been outstanding. I bet it would have been. Uh, of course, they have their Canadian cheddar cheese soup. They have a baby iceberg wedge salad. They have fried cauliflower, mm. which we always love. Uh, heirloom beets and goat cheese. A jumbo chilled shrimp cocktail. Um, they've got, which was... Uh, well, actually, the table next to us got the green onion and garlic Canadian cove mussels. Yes, for $21. And this was a huge bowl, bowl mm-hmm. filled with mussels yep. and nice crusty bread with it. Cause once you're done, you sop up all that extra butter and the juices with the bread. And those were some they looked decent sized mussels too. Ooh. They looked really, really, not really, really good. I'm not always a muscle guy, but this is a place where I would probably get them. But 
The one thing I kind of wish we had done and we decided not to just based on looking at the menu and it was recommended by Shane as one of their most popular appetizers outside of the Canadian cheddar cheese soup is the slow roasted pork belly. Mm -hmm. Uh, This comes with an anise white bean puree, orange glaze, arugula fennel salad with citrus for $17. We love some pork belly. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we go back, and I am saying when, so a little spoiler alert, I think this will be on there. Yeah. About a year, two years ago, uh, Touring Plans, highly recommend you follow, subscribe to Touring Plans, follow them on social. They posted that they were at La Cellier and that, and I swear they're the only people that I've seen post it, which is crazy because this should be very, very popular. They posted the artisan cheese in charcuterie plate for $21. And one of the things that comes on this is a beef fat candle. <laughs> so this is literally 100% edible candle. Uh, it's made with the La Cellier kitchen uh, cut of slow rendered beef fat that's flavored with garlic and rosemary. Mm-hmm. So on this charcuterie is literally a lit candle that they light in front of you that is made with rendered beef fat. So yes. it's like, Rondo, we're getting this. It also comes with a short rib pastrami. It comes with a mortadello that actually has uh, pork fat pistachios and like little um, cherries in it, mm-hmm. like little cherry, dried cherries in it. It has a duck ham, a Canadian triple cream goat brie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has a berry gastrique, which is their drunken goat. Mm-hmm. We love mm-hmm. some drunken, yes. drunken goats, right? Drink responsibly goats. And then they have uh, blue cheese with honeycomb mm-hmm. that also comes with it. Yes. What did you think of our Well, first of all, it was not under the appetizer. It was under an enhancement? It was in its own section. It was. On Disney's website, it's listed under appetizers, but it was like its own little section, I believe, on the menu we were given. I can't, because obviously it wasn't dessert, so I feel like it was enhancement. I can't remember what exactly it was, but it was in its own and we kind of were like, is that okay for us to start with this? Which he's like, of course. But yeah, so we got that. Uh, it, it was all fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the ciabatta like bread was really crispy and good. Um, every thing on this was really good. There was mustard that he put on the side that I yeah, had so some I was, mustard. Well, when I was researching a little bit, I had actually looked it up and I saw the plated thing that had, there's not only uh, one of them, I believe it was the pastrami had a stone ground mustard on mm-hmm. top of it. And then there was a schmear of like regular mustard um, on the, the, the uh, board as well. So I just had said, could we please get those on the side? Yeah. But this so is... Currently, Jock Lindsay's could give this a run for the money with a charcuterie pretzel, but this is this is up there with charcuterie boards on property. I think is one of the best. Mm-hmm. The duck ham. I can say that. I can agree with that. I mean, oh my goodness, that duck, duck ham, ham was, really was good. absolutely unbelievable. The the pastrami, the short rib pastrami, was insane. It was really good. The, All of the cheeses, the, goat, the mortadello, the che- everything. Yep. Oh. everything. And then and we then, had this leftover bread. So I'm there taking extra pieces of like the pretzel bread and the sourdough and using those because you got this nice crispy ciabatta and then some very thin crackers underneath. Like this was the only thing we actually took leftovers of because mm-hmm. um, it is a big board. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. here. Well, we knew this that is we wonderful could to share. eat it later yeah. in so, our room. Yeah, we took it back and, and that later that night, um, I will say even and, and it's cool because they light the beef fat candle and it starts to melt. Mm hmm. 
And so you sop up the bread and the whatever in it, or you take your knife and, and get it. But later that night back in the room, um, it was cold and I still ate some beef fat. Mm, it was delicious. Gross. And then we brought it home and I ate the rest of it on Friday. Um, the beef fat candle with some of our own like crackers and bread. Did and, you melt and... it? No, I just ate it. It was That's... good. It was so good. Okay. Now, it is super um, buttery. If, you were, and like, if you're wondering where you're gaining this weight from, beef fat candle. Okay, that's gonna that's gonna be my nickname now is beef fat candle. I'm gonna make a shirt, beef fat candle, and then we're going back to La Salle. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I, I, you know, we try to go back to places or we try to re-review them after we, it hasn't been, you know, a couple of years maybe since we've been. And I got to tell you, if we, when we go back here, it will, I will be very, very hard pressed. To not get this again. Yeah. And what I think we would do is we'd probably go with other people. So we're like, all right, we can still get some other appetizers and try. Mm-hmm. But we were having a conversation when we were sitting there and I was like, man, imagine if this spot, La Cellier, had a bar mm-hmm. that you could walk up to, you could be seated at, and you could just get a really good drink, a Canadian beer or the wines, one of these wonderful cocktails, and you could simply just order this charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that. Like, I don't maybe want to go and sit down for a full meal just to have this again. You know what I mean? Right. Because I loved it. It is it is way up there now. So we were the menu as far as entrees, of course, is very, very meat heavy. Oh, yeah. you know, you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. You're cold. You need meat. Right. <laughs> so they've got a uh, several steaks. They got a ribeye. They've got a USDA prime New York strip. They got the filet mignon. Uh, moving on, they do have a dry-aged pork chop. They have a Canadian pie, bison strip loin, and sustainable fish. Ron is not huge on uh, pork and pork chops. Nope. Because I thought that would have been a good option to try. I just, yeah, uh, and I know he was like, Jeremy, you were like, well, but it's good because it's Disney and it's different than what you've had before. But They're I usually just, dry for you. Yeah. It can be a very dry mm, cut of meat if it's not like cooked it. properly. So I didn't want to try. I didn't want to take that chance with the money. Oh no, I I agree completely. So what did we? And again, I say we collectively because we were sharing everything. We knew right. we were going to split everything, try right. everything. Well, Jeremy was going to get the filet flum. Oh my god, I can't say it. You okay? Filet mignon. Yes. Oh my goodness. That was fun. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. So this is. Tr- well, let's 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 we'll get to the filet. Let's talk first because we like to end on high notes and start oh, with low yeah. notes. You're right. We're in we're Canada, so, right? We're in uh-huh. Canada. What do we have to get? Because it it has its own well, se- he, section on the menu. Yes, and he also said our waiter said that basically they're known for their poutine, and that basically we could get this nice regular poutine, which is their signature La Cellier signature poutine. It's fresh cut French fries, Canadian cheddar cheese curds, truffle, and then a red wine reduction for $14. So instead of actually ordering a actual entree, I was like, I'll use this as my entree. Yep. We'll eat it together. You can give me some bites of the filament. Fil- I can't you talk are, about this are, one. Yeah, the steak. Fine. The steak. There you go. The sweetie. steak. Oh my goodness. That's um, hilarious. So it was funny because. Um, he comes out and Jeremy was talking to him and then the guy's like, do you want me to do the red wine? And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, I guess I'm thinking we should be eating this right away. Right. Like, um, so after Jeremy took a few pictures, which was like three or four seconds, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. 10 at the most, um, we started digging into the poutine. Um, you know, I've never really had poutine. I think really like real poutine, except yeah, I think when closest we were would be at Prohibition Kitchen Prohibition down Kitchen, in St. Augustine and that was on St. Really George good. Street, and it was absolutely outstanding. This, you, and this and that was your standard uh, hand-cut fries, right. your cheese curds, and your gravy, your right. brown gravy. So this was a little different because it was a red wine reduction. So, uh, but I thought it was good. I ate some of it and enjoyed the bites that I had. For it being poutine, I just, I wouldn't get it again. No. Um So, with I, that being said. Yeah, I did not, I did not care for it. I did not think it was good. Um, the red wine reduction sauce was really overpowering. I love skin on fries. This tasted like nothing but skin. This also tasted like after, like if you take the, fr- if you take fries out of a fryer, um, you shake off the grease or, you know, you put them on a paper towel or something or a towel to like take some of that grease. These were super greasy. It just, I don't, it just didn't work for me. Like, and, and the fries actually taste like some of my favorite fries of all time are Thrasher fries on the boardwalk in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And these were very similar to that, but I, I just, they were, I just don't think the dish worked together. Okay. To be honest, I think the fries on their own probably would have been pretty good like if you just got like that as just fries right and then the cheese curds were great the cheese curds were yes, perfect were. had that nice squeak and that pop mm-hmm. and then yeah i just thought the red wine reduction was a little bit overpowering for this entire dish um it was beautifully served though it came in its own it little cool. like uh, yep. pan almost like not necessarily a skillet it was like a stainless steel pan i just personally did not care for this and i would not well, try this again and i would agree to the point of because we had everything else and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. It was just so much better. It wasn't awful. It wasn't. It was just something that I had. I would not order it again. Um, it, it wasn't where I was like spitting it out, but everything yeah. else. And we're going to move on in just a minute. But everything else we had. It was just like, yeah, I, I but I want this. I want that. But if I again, if they had a bar. And I, I mean, I don't eat French fries hardly ever at home anymore. And if I was craving, and there was another poutine, and I don't yeah. remember what it was, but if I was craving an actual like, you know what? I want to sit down and have a dirty martini and some poutine, some, some French heavy, fries yep. <laughs> and some cheese. I would do that, and I just saw, and it was a beef one. Yeah. I would pick that one and try it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it would probably be, but I would want to do just that. I'd want to sit down, maybe have a reservation and go, yeah, sorry, we're here for just drinks and the beef poutine yeah. and then maybe a dessert. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and, and something like poutine, you know, with French fries, crispy French fries and all, is that they can go, like, soggy real quick right and that's why i was trying to say that we only did 10 seconds or yeah. so like i was like but i don't think these fries were at the crisp level they should have been to start with possibly so yeah that's kind of one of those things but you raise a really good point where if everything else this is going to sound so awful to say but it's true if everything else we had had been mediocre the poutine would have been much better 
But yeah. as you're saying, and we're going to get into the filet mignon, everything else was so good mm-hmm. that the poutine just did not live up to the standards. Of well, and then we especially about what we're about to talk about with the f- What steak. comes with our $62 filet mignon, Rhonda? So it is. And don't say filet mignon. I'm not. Again, I'm it's triple A Canadian tenderloin. Uh, mushroom risotto, asparagus, tomato relish, and a truffle butter sauce for $62. Excuse me. This is amazing. I, um, the We did a medium rare steak. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Cooked perfection. Yes. Um, Jeremy did need a steak knife mm-hmm. to cut it. But Barely. chewing it was very melting in your mouth like almost a butter it was really really good by itself then when you would take a bite of the mushroom risotto and asparagus tomatoes relish and the everything together was just fantastic and it was a really really good dish yeah so much that that mushroom risotto reminded me of what is out as at Flower and Garden, correct? Or was it? Uh, at no, that was Festival of the Festival Arts, I believe, Arts. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the, is the mushroom risotto? They had I a believe. mushroom risotto. Yeah. Holy moly! When he came back by, and because I didn't really get a um, entree, and I wasn't loving the poutine, but I was loving the mushroom risotto. I was like, is there a possibility I can get a side of it? And he was like, absolutely. Yeah. So he comes back, brings me, because I'm thinking I'm going to take a few bites, because at this point I was starting to get full. And I was like, I'll probably take a few bites, and then I'll totally like take it back with me. Um, we also got an enhancement of maple whiskey glazed Brussels sprouts for $10. Uh, these are fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've had a wrong Brussels sprout on Disney property. Agreed. And this maple whiskey glazed, like a few bites, I'd get a little sweetness to it, and it was just outstanding. Other enhancements they do have that we did not opt for this time was a Canadian cheddar cream spinach, which sounds amazing. sounds amazing. I love that. When we were going into this, and I was kind of looking at the menu and planning things out, because honestly, I was budgeting. Um Cream spinach was like, we have to get that. That's like a standard staple at steakhouses. Yeah. But then I was like, God, we love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. So we and I was trying to, all right, I already had French fries. Yeah. I was trying to be a little bit on the healthier side. Yeah. They also have loaded mashed potatoes and they have obviously um, bacon smoked Gouda mac and cheese. Oh. Um, I think the table next to us got one of them and it looked incredible. Um, so with all that being said, um, I got a side of mushroom risotto and back to that. I ate the whole daggum thing. Yeah. It it was just amazing. You really Perfection. liked it, right? Per- you don't like mushrooms. Perfection. I don't but- like mushrooms, but I've, I've said before, I'm coming along to that earthiness. Yes. Oh. I, I don't, I still don't care for the texture of mushrooms. Like if you're eating an actual mushroom, but the flavor sense. I'm really coming around to and that earthiness is is amazing. And this is the most perfectly cooked risotto ever. Oh, my goodness. Ever. Oh, my goodness. It is so dang so good. good. This steak had a wonderful sear mm-hmm. and crust on the top and bottom. As Rana said, it is almost fork tender to cut through. You just need a little bit of the knife in it. Cooked to perfection. I 
loved this asparagus tomato relish. Mm-hmm. It is little dices of asparagus, tomato, and all this. You know, asparagus is one of those things that is is extremely hard to cook sometimes because you can overcook it, you can undercook it, it can be stringy. And this was that perfect like snap. And then this truffle butter sauce just set everything off. And you're right. This, if they had only brought the steak on a plate by itself, nothing else, and you ate it, it would be delicious. Mm-hmm. But as you said, when you put the bite together with mm-hmm. the risotto and the relish and the the butter sauce, this was like a whole new level. It was. Um, uh, this is one of those where I have heard people say a lot when it comes to the filet mignon that it can be seen hit or miss in reviews. Really? People either love it or they don't think it's the best. Uh, I'm not going to deem this the best on property. Flying Fish is still my number one. Topolinos is my number two. California Grill is my number three. I think this comes in at number four for best steaks on property. Okay. And shockingly, I'm still putting Yachtsman a couple guys behind, which I know surprises a lot of people. I probably need to go back and have a steak there again, but... This was outstanding. Well, I've never had one, so you should take me. I will take you to Yachtsman, and okay. we will try that, because it's been a couple years. Uh, it was September of 2019 that I went uh, when my couple brother was years. in town. couple years. So it's been almost four, four years. Four years. <clears throat> my brother was in town. We actually tried to go to Flying Fish. The wait was too long. Uh, we walked up to Yachtsman. We got in within like 20 minutes. Um, so that was super cool. And then now here, almost four years later, I'm going to... Uh, dinner with my brother tomorrow night in Orlando. He's down there to speak. And so we're going to go to Trattoria Al Forno, mm-hmm. which will be super cool. But yeah, and then the I'm Brussels jealous. sprouts, I loved that that kick of sweetness. Yeah. You know, from like the, the and, maple and the, and the way the and they were cooked, like so crispy and yeah. flaky in some of them. A little bit of a char. Yeah. And when some of those so outer, I mean, yes. they considered leaves I, on a Brussels sprout? I would assume so. Yeah. So those outer leaves they sometimes fall, fall off. off. And they're so crispy. Yeah, it's oh. almost like a. I don't care for kale, but I know there's kale chips. Yes. Why are Brussels sprout chips not a thing? Mm. Because that's what those outer leaves and layers remind me of when they fall off. Right. And they have that perfect little char, a so little bit good. of kick of fire. Like, this was all outstanding. It really you know, was. The, while, where, as you said, where the poutine had some misses, everything else just absolutely hit Mm -hmm. from atmosphere to service Mm -hmm. to food to everything we're gonna get down to dessert because uh we are trying everywhere we go now to hit at least one appetizer at least one entree and dessert one enhancement and at least one dessert if the dessert looks good yeah slash is appealing to us there has been multiple places where we've been and i'm like meh (laughs) i can go get me some actual um soft serve ice cream yeah. and like this better true um but on the dessert menu you know what i uh, i want to uh, next time we go back do i get to pick dessert because you know what i would pick right and then you'd, you'd probably have to get your own because you don't eat this dessert oh yeah no carrot, carrot cake. cake they have it's, a carrot I just started cake to say, yeah no plant-based you'd have carrot to cake. you'd have to get this on your own okay All right, but yeah fair. they have a carrot cake they have a chocolate caramel bar they have a warm pecan butter brown tart and they have a chocolate mousse maple leaf um, but they said one of two things that I always will get either a creme brulee or a bread pudding. And they said a maple creme brulee. It is maple whipped cream, shortbread maple leaf cookie for $13. And we got it. And it was a good size for both yeah, of us to share. It was share a shareable portion. Because Jeremy took two or three bites and then was like, all right, I'm done. Which I felt like I had four. 
four or five more after that. And yeah. I was like, really, you are? And even the shortbread maple leaf cookie, like eating it together with the creme brulee was outstanding. And this was a perfectly crispy on top because of the sugar. You know, you cracked it and you have that crunch. And then the creamy maple whip cream is just yeah. so good. And that leaf, that shortbread maple leaf cookie was fantastic. And to eat it together was absolutely great. Yeah. And this was just really good that I was very happy to have. Yeah, I, I loved it. I'm, I'm, a, I love crimp brulee. Uh, I'm with you. It'd be neat if they had like some sort of um, pretzel bread maple uh, wait maple pretzel bread pudding that's what they should have how okay. good would that be they have the pretzel bread uh pudding little dessert over in germany remember that you can get at the quick service oh, yeah. that would be really good here a maple pretzel bread pudding again lacelier if you're listening <laughs> jot it down um but yeah this was this was outstanding it was a perfect end to really an almost perfect meal um, mm-hmm. They do have a wonderful kids menu. They have the cheddar soup for kids, yeah, which I guarantee cute. they're going to love. They have a little house salad. Uh, then they do things like uh, grilled chicken with gravy, grilled uh, strip steak with gravy, macaroni and cheese, seared salmon. So they've got some wonderful sides. This is, you know, I was I was impressed. I was really glad. Good. And, you know, we're going to. We're gonna we're gonna talk about more dining coming up, and uh, just spoiler alert: along with Trattoria Al Forno, when I, when I talk about that, we're gonna talk about Tony's uh, Town Square at Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. where we had lunch on the day we were coming home. We decided it; we figured it had been over three years since we had been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are constantly rotating that menu, changing chefs. We thought that we'd give that a try, and I remember like we're we're sitting at this meal, and then we sat at Tony's as well. And I looked at Ron, and I was like, and maybe that was the poutine. I was like, something needs to be not great. <laughs> Because we have had so much wonderful dining lately um, that I'm afraid that listeners are going to be like, well, you guys just like everything. We can't get an honest review. But this is our honest review. Yeah. We've had some really yeah. fabulous dining at Disney lately where mm-hmm. we haven't experienced a bunch of misses. We mm-hmm. haven't experienced food that isn't great or quality that isn't great or service or atmosphere that isn't great. We've like Disney's been knocking it out of the park for us lately as far as dining goes. Mm-hmm. Again, poutine aside, but we already described the way that we felt about that as it compared to the rest of the meal. If you sat at a bar, you had a Canadian beer and you got that poutine, you're probably going to have a little bit of a different experience. Now, I'm not recommending you possibly order it with a big meal, but we've we've really been dining well. And yeah. each one we sit down and I, I do. I look at Ron and I'm like, I hope something's not good. I kind of want to leave a negative review for something. Oh my god! People are just gonna think we love everything, and that's that's not the case. And you know, well, and y'all just know, so y'all we'll know, give honest reviews all the time. Yeah, and just so y'all know, nobody knows us either, which is right. Nice, I think it's not like they sit down and they're like, "Oh, okay, this is a gonna." Ha-. We don't say anything about who we are and sit down and go, "Well, we're gonna review this." Right? No, yeah. we never do any of that, and. So this is truly an honest opinion of what happened that day. I mean, just like, unfortunately, Monsieur Paul, where it was an awful review. And I feel bad. And I know we need to get back there. Um, yeah, 200-something a person mm, is the problem. They yeah. came down to that prefix meal. I was looking at it the other day because, one, you know, this was pretty much 
This is close to knocking off all the Epcot <clears throat> restaurants. Now, Tokyo Dining is switching over. We've never dined there, but they are switching over to a sushi-based uh, place, which we will go try. Uh, the only restaurant now that we have not sat down at at Epcot is, uh, uh, what is it, Takumi Te. So that's the only one we haven't done. And what is we will that certainly one? look at uh, over in Japan. Uh, um, we will certainly look at getting down to that one. It's a very fine dining, uh, Japanese, you know, multi course experience. We will look yeah. at doing that. But yeah. we we really have, you know, we've been getting uh, really great dining. We were giving our honest and open reviews. And, you know, we're not going to we're not going to blow smoke or lie to you guys. This is what we're experiencing. Absolutely. And we've been super impressed. Yep. and Super duper happy. Yep. Um, we can throw in if we need to. Uh, we're going to see how the next episodes are going to go because we did a lot of other stuff. We want to talk more about Tron in the virtual queue mm. on an upcoming episode. We're really um, we're really researching. I feel yeah, like how this, this. works. Um, we want to talk. We, we made a triumphant return to three bridges. Yeah. It's been quite some time. Yep. Uh, got to uh, go to dinner and have drinks with Jessica and Landon, our wonderful, wonderful friends from Vacation Grocery Delivery. Uh, yes. You can check them out at VacationGroceryDeliveryFL.com for all your grocery needs, uh, of course. Or beyond. Or beyond, yeah. Like sunscreen yep. and anything is at Publix, they can pick they up. They can get and deliver alcohol to your resort Absolutely. without you being present. No price markups, run and employees, all current or former cast members, uh, one set delivery fee. They're absolutely incredible. Not only is their business amazing, but honestly, they're two of the best human beings you will ever meet. Uh, love them to death. And as you're looking at your next Disney vacation, of course, you can reach out to Chuck with MainSTMagicTravel.com. Yes. He can book your next trip. He can help you out with all this type of stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It was so good to get to La Cellier. We've got a lot more coming up. Super excited for all of that. So hit subscribe and then make sure you get these brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. As long as you're out there on the internet, you're on iTunes, wherever you listen, would you please leave us a rating and review? Because it'll help our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World. So they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.